1: welcome back to the kind of funny screencast of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the big doc kevin coelho
0: i'm so sweaty it's gross What a way to start a Monday! I know, but it's just it's, it's the first that I have. Look at all this. Why? Sweat. What do you? What you... <laughs> <laughs> I just walked like a mile and a half with Cecil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, okay, that does I mean, that I'm does a decent give a little reason, content. decent yeah. reason.
2: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I yeah. just as long as yeah. it wasn't a mystery, mystery sweats. Never no, a no, good it's thing.
0: not. A, yeah, no, it's it's not like a cold sweat or anything like that. No. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I unfortunately
1: I do have the cold sweats uh, because I an angel has fallen after three years. I finally oh. I got the vid and it does not feel good everybody so i'm going to be limited on content the next couple of days it sucks it was really bad during the weekend but it's getting getting a lot better now uh but i wanted to be here with what was
2: uh and we, uh, for, i applaud your bravery tim um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> but what was that one really shitty series with gerard butler something has fallen like we can have angels oh, yeah, yeah yeah third third angels London. angels
0: fallen was the last one. Oh really yeah because he was the No angel. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's the guardian angel or whatever. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> Damn, That's never cool. mind. There goes right. my million-dollar movie idea. I, I heard those it. movies you are Here.
0: really entertaining, by the way. I've never seen any of them. Fallen in review, you know?
1: Maybe one day. Make one more. Make one more. What uh, do you
2: think about that, Nitro Rifle Andy Cortez? I don't feel too great about it, honestly. But I'll yeah. tell you what I do feel great about. House of the Dragon.
1: House of about Dragon, a show that I will never get the name correct. I feel so bad every time I talk about this, every single time I say Game of Thrones, Rings of Power. And you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm trying my best out here. The comments are getting after me, and it's a well-deserved getting after. I don't know how I keep fucking it up. It's all right in front of me, but whatever. You know what? This is the kind of funny screencast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Uh, And what's really cool about that is right now we're doing a whole bunch of them. We're doing She-Hulk. We're doing Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Hot D, and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power every single week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you prefer podcasts search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencaster will be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and watch it live as it's being recorded patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be just like our patreon producers fargo brady and molecule we appreciate all of you so very very much today we're brought to you by expressvpn and chime but i'll tell you about that later i want to get right into this this amazing Amazing momentous event that is Game of Thrones House of the Dragon episode (laughs) two. Hot D, baby. Andy Cortez, what'd you think about this episode?
2: Loved it. Absolutely love it. And it's getting to that point for me already. We're just two episodes in, and I, I have such faith in it because I am really interested in the overall politics of what's happening in the world. And even if they deliver me, even if the next episode delivers kind of a clunker of an episode, maybe not a whole lot happens, maybe it's a bit boring, I'm still really interested in the overall. Like, here's what's happening with the capital, or here's what's happening with um, um, the the Red Keep, the, mm-hmm. the Red Keep. Um, here's what's happening with this crabby guy. Like, holy shit, what's holy happening shit. with that dude? <laughs> I I just think they're introducing all of these really interesting elements that even if they do you know you know episode three it's kind of boring kind of lame i'm still stoked about what's happening in the overall world and i i think having those small subtle uh conversation moments between two characters that you know this it just kind of shows you and shows me exactly what i've loved about game of thrones all along is that i don't need crazy action like as long as there's good drama between multiple sides or factions, people with their own interests, people sort of uh, vying for certain angles. All of that stuff, I think, is just super interesting, and I think the way that they frame it, it makes it even more interesting. Cap Doc. Uh
0: Yeah, I think that there were a couple moments in this where I was like, on the edge of my seat, and I was like, ah, damn, this is the magic that I've been missing in my life. Like, the first one is when, uh, what, Rhaenyra, is that, am I saying that right or wrong? Rhaenyra? Rhaenyra. Ah, close. Uh, <laughs> lands with her dragon and breaks up the, like, the little skirmish that, it, like, kind of is about to happen or maybe isn't and, like, totally shows that her plan works and that he tosses the egg at her. That moment I was like, oh, ho, ho. Like she's gonna be a cool leader. I'm very curious. Stepping out of line, but it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, but like also keeping people from stepping out of line, like putting Mm -hmm. them back in order. And then later, when the king is like, all like, oh yeah, I'm gonna choose this woman as my wife, and it's like, ah, this kid's an idiot. We got we got an idiot in the room. (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna die soon. (laughs) But I was like, damn. That's, like, again, I'm here for this, like, politics and, like, the gossip behind it. And, like, then, of course, it cuts to, um, you know, the dude with the white hair. Well, it's a lot of dudes Damon. like that. But, no, um, the... Seahorse. Seahorse, yes. Uh, sitting there talking to someone. And I was like, he's, talking to, he's talking to Damon. Paula, he's, he's going to be talking to Damon. He's planning some shit. We might have a new king someday. I don't know. I don't know.
2: It's fucked and up. sure it's enough, so it pans exciting.
0: over, and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so I think what I'm trying to say is, it's great <laughs> so far, but I don't want eight seasons of this. Do it, do it like tight three or maybe tight four seasons. Get it all knocked out. You know what I mean? Well, don't they already they already said welcome.
2: season two's happening, Kevin. So you got to oh, yeah. get no, on board for at season. least two.
0: No, no. I mean, but they have a plan with this, right? Like that, this series is done. Like, hopefully, they have a plan for uh, the seasons going forward. And I just hope they don't get lost in the, in the momentum and they just make something epic.
1: Tim, what would you think? Guys, it's back, baby. Like, we said it last week, but it, it didn't truly hit me until we got the fucking intro. And we did. Huh, yeah. We fucking did. Last week we were talking about it. And I know I think it was Nick was saying that, like, you know, he wants this to stand alone. And I I didn't, I didn't feel that in my heart. I was like, no, I, I miss it and I want it. And we fucking got it. And we fucking got it exactly how I would have wanted it, which is a brand new image, a brand new vision, super damn cool effects and stuff. But the same old song i love the commitment to it because to me it shows that they're like this is game of thrones this is not just a spin-off this is us continuing our marquee franchise and this is must watch this is not optional and you see that level of care throughout the entire episode and what i love about this episode in particular uh is it took everything from episode one all of the setup and ran with it in in a perfect pace where we end somewhere that feels earned but also not dragged out i really like that one of my favorite things about game of thrones is the chess game that they play sometimes mm-hmm. they play checkers right sometimes we see it in like more of season seven season 8 It's it's got you know we're kind of moving th- through this a little too quickly i feel like this is kind of like speed chess where it's kind of the things we want but it's moving really fast it's moving really well A little queen's gambit action for you bless okay But what I've really appreciated about it is that it feels like the vibe of the early seasons of Game of Thrones in terms of focusing on a handful of characters, a lot of them, but a handful of characters in deeper ways than kind of just spreading it all all over the place. But it has the look and production value of the later seasons and they're throwing it in obviously with the dragons being just one thing it took us so many seasons to even get them in the first one but for them to have that standoff at dragonstone with that bridge with the dragon breaking the clouds coming up and the two dragons that epic shot we get the straight up fucking like godzilla kong shit like i was blown away man the visuals of this show were are so impressive and again it goes back to it's not just cool cg stuff it's like set design it is real costumes it is so much love and care put into the way that people look is supposed to back up who they are and who their family is and it's just like man they have really built such a world that they have earned the ability to throw 10 million new names at us and we can still kind of be like all right i'm not sure i'll ever know that guy's name but you gave me seahorse so I know Seahorse and that's him and I know his story and he I just can tell you everything ships. going on, but it's like, I love that though. It's like as complicated as the things can be, they do a good job of making us understand how things relate to each other as much as we actually need to know. While also simultaneously being incredibly deep and lore heavy for the people that can somehow keep up with all the names and, and all of that stuff. I am very, very impressed with this show so far. And I love the way I had a little bit of worry, um, last episode where, uh, and just a little bit, but I was like, the original show was so great because we had these dueling families and the Game of Thrones really was about uh, the multiple families kind of dealing with the world of Westeros. If we're just dealing with the Targaryens and those close to them, is that going to be enough? And I love that two episodes in, we have a civil war. Like two episodes in we have defined factions we have right and wrong but not on one side or the other it's like it, each side kind of has a little bit of it going on there is like intrigue within each camp i fucking am, obs- am
2: totally obsessed with this and amongst all of that sort of civil war stuff that there's you know that they've been hinting to for quite a while for the last you know two hours or so and they're going to push further and further into those areas all the while, there's a greater looming threat of this crab guy who's feeding people to crabs. And that imagery is absolutely horrifying. And we get a glimpse of the dude and. Don't I don't know what the fuck's going on here like this th- It's some sort of serial killer level shit that mm. has me really terrified for exactly where the show is going to go. And I'm worried for the people that are going to try to oppose this dude. But I love that all of that stuff is just sort of you know, we heard about it in episode one, he feeds people to crabs and he he puts crabs down their mouth or whatever. And that's kind of like a scary thing to just conceptualize. And episode two, we, we're getting this drip free, this drip feed. We're getting more and more hints at it. And we finally get imagery near the end of the episode. And yes, I'm super excited for exactly what's happening back uh, in the home of the Targaryens and dealing with um, the... This is very, very confusing. Not Valyrian, but Valerion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very confusing. Why well, uh, they that? <laughs> the politics happening there almost make you somewhat sick to your stomach. And then thinking about, I mean, you you see it on the king right now, looking at this twelve year old walking next to him, and him, just thinking like, "Fuck, this is awful. I don't like this. This is terrible." And you think that's gross, and then you see a fucking just dudes with half of their bodies missing and crabs okay. all over them. Like I just love that they're introducing more and more elements that I think are going to become bigger and bigger things to worry about in the future, in the next several episodes. And hopefully it's an arc that kind of is able to withstand um, under its own weight and not necessarily have to have, um, I-, I guess, other elements that they deal with. I just I hope that we get. Enough of this crap, dude, because I'm just so fascinated by what the hell they're introducing mm. here.
0: See, I, I don't want too much more of this crap, dude. I hope that he <laughs> plays... Well, I mean, it's just like I like I liked all the characters that we've met. I don't think that we need to, like, have, like, this main villain this whole season. Like, I'd love for them to just, uh, like, because, it, it, like, the preview makes it look like, all right, Damon's going to go in there, maybe fight little man, like, hand-to-hand, uh, a little, <laughs> <laughs> little crab man. Uh, no, but uh, fight like hand to hand, and then uh, eventually his da- dragon's going to come in and clean up. And it's like, I, I hope that that happens and builds kind of like what the seahorse is trying to build, which is like, we can make you look like a good and like fun, like, not fun, but like um, helpful leader. Worthy, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that it starts building that arc. So that we start building these factions. Like, I we, think, hey, like, we, yeah.
2: Damon, look, look what Damon did. He stopped this man. And look how fucking scary this guy is. Like, yeah. this guy's got a weird mask on. I just saw <laughs> images of him like in full costume on IMDB that uh I, I guess are just promotional shots from the show. Um and this dude is just terrifying looking. Like very like weirdly i don't know if it's like if it's a, a burn sort of victim thing or maybe he himself got bit by a bunch of crabs and now he wants to become the crab man is this a bruce wayne thing where he's scared of bats and now he's going to inflict that fear upon others
0: you don't think it looks See, when like, i was uh... watching it
1: i was a little confused because of the similarities between the names valerian and valerian or whatever it is yeah valerian and, so while... and
2: Valerion
1: when we first were seeing the crab guy before like we saw it was like the reveal at the end and we saw it kind of he was a little fucked up i thought it was the grayscale stuff that um
0: is it not yeah that's
1: oh is it so maybe yeah that's the thing because because like that remember there was that whole plot in the the first show where from valerian with valerian valeria valeria when people go there like scales
0: growing though uh, wait, I, so there is on IMDb. There's a screenshot of that last scene with like, I think less effects on. Do you guys want to see that? Yeah.
2: Okay, hold on. Is it Let's just see. the image of the dude in the costume?
0: Um, because I don't no, think I, that's I, from the last shot. No, no, I think it's I,
2: from a future episode.
0: No, I think it's it's the it looks like it's the shot where he's looking up. You can just see his mask way more clearly in this.
2: Yeah, and at first I could, I didn't know it was a mask or not. Like uh, until uh, I ended up. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, until until we saw a little oh, glimpse of it, and in the ranking <laughs>
0: Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, this
2: is not from the show. This oh, is no, no, this is not from no. last night. We didn't get okay. a, a close okay. enough glimpse of that last night.
1: <laughs> Never mind. Um, okay, interesting. So, way, terrifying looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 scene that Kevin was talking about with the uh, the pan arounds of. Um, having seahorse guy talk to somebody i love it because they did the whole like slow reveal thing and i feel like in in shows recently it's like all right who's what fan service legacy characters returning here like who could it be but i love that this show is like no it's like it's a character that is from this show that we know that makes absolute sense to get this type of reveal and to be here in this moment treated this way right and the conversation that they had back and forth there i thought was really interesting uh in terms of what andy's saying of the crab guy potentially being a bigger plot element throughout the season where they're talking about the driftwood throne. And I love the idea that there is this, this other throne and there is this other kingdom that we haven't even heard of. And we've heard of so many already. And one of my favorite things of game of Thrones is how it introduced us to the families and to the the game at hand. And then it was like, Oh, there's also magic. And then there's also giants. And then there's also this and like every couple seasons, they'd introduce this like new element that, felt so different than the rest of the things in the world but then eventually well like oh yeah that absolutely adds into everything and they weaved it all together well and I like that everything they're talking about so far with this crab guy it's like oh I buy that this is part of the Westeros that we know and I'm really interested in it thank you for this
2: Andy thank uh, you, you know, It pull, is backwards. You so key, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But there yeah, you go different. yeah
2: so yeah so the the black dude with the dreads is Corliss Valerion, and Valerian is what we know of like the Valerian steel and that sort of Um. Mm.
0: Oh, Valyria. Old Valyria. Yeah. 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 Man,
2: it looks really weird, spelled backwards. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, Um,
1: Before we continue on, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices i love expressvpn it is super simple to use i feel safe across all of my devices knowing that whether i'm on my desktop or my mobile phone people aren't getting in there i'm safe on the internet and what i look at what i browse that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Chime. Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. There's no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, and no minimum balance fees. So it's how banking should be done. And when you need access to your money, you can do so fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations, like most Walgreens or 7-Elevens. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. fee free for you and no cash out fees for them. Chime, no monthly fees. No vibe-killing fees. Sign up for a Chime checking account. It only takes two minutes, and it doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at Chime.com slash KFGames. That's Chime.com slash KFGames. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees apply, except at MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at all Owl Point or Visa Plus Alliance atm other fees such as third party and cash deposit fees may apply chime.com slash kf games go for it andy
2: now the thing that i'm still kind of um that the thing i'm concerned about mostly right now is how do we keep these threads going without them kind of losing steam and do we have enough characters at play right now uh because i did i did feel like in game of thrones one thing that kind of got you really hooked initially and, and really interested in all of the back and forths and all these relationships is that they had what felt like six or seven different sides kind of vying for their own, you know, path to, to the top. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they want the Iron Throne, but sometimes it just means that we want to make a bigger name for ourselves. But right now we're dealing with Viserys. Targaryen, who's the king. And we know that he made a decision that doesn't really necessarily seem to be the most popular. And it doesn't seem like this is going to be the. Like, Viserys essentially took like less money to go with the team he wanted to play for as opposed to to like taking the big contract from the Dodgers or whatever and he decided like I'm gonna do what's in my best interest uh I'm going to make Alicent my queen I'm gonna marry Alicent I mean and we know that Corlys Valerion that you're seeing right here on the screen Corlys Valerion that fucks up his whole plan and right now like when I talk about the different sides it's like to me I see Viserys I see Corliss's side, Valerian, and I think maybe the other side is Damon's side. And everybody else are just sort of little elements on. Well, there's also the lizards side. the sides.: So what?: The lizard. Risiphon. The hand.: Oh. oh the Otto. lizard. <laughs> the, the I on. was like, "Is that his yeah. uh, Game of Thrones' nickname? Like the hound? <laughs> the mountain, the lizard.. God, and I also
0: was really confused on why you were calling him the lizard. Yeah, I mean he he's on a side that's winning right now, right? Like he he's now like his heirs will be probably kings. So yeah, it sounds like three fa- factions that we're we're gonna be talking about, right? Because it's Otto and now right now he has the King on his team because Allison is getting married. Even though we heard the King say, uh uh, Ray, Rayon, right Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, thank you, Rhaenyra will still be king, or queen, if she, uh, like, if he has a, has a kid, right? Uh, which I, I doubt, and then the other side is, Damon felt like he should be the rightful king, right? So there's, there's these three pillars that we have built out, and it seems like, yeah, after uh, Corlys was denied the, that marriage with the 12-year-old... Uh, he – maybe he's now moving over to Damon. Maybe he'll marry a 12-year-old.
2: We'll see. And are we concerned at all about the queen who never was or the queen Such who never queen, will be well, or whatever? I mean,
0: she, yeah. Like, she's married to Cor Corliss, right? Yeah. So because of that, like, she's – it seems like she's given up on, like, being queen but wants her descendants to be – like, continue having the royal line. And that's why I think that the that like, she's gonna side with Damon, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: I, I think that initial. Uh, I think in- the Damon
0: squad is about so,
1: to to keep growing up. My, Go for that,
2: question- Well, I was just gonna say, like, I I love that in that conversation between her and Rhaenyra, and just like, hey, all these different sides are are vying for for the throne and vying for their own self interests,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but like at the end of the day, we're having to deal with this patriarchy that no matter what we do, like, I I love that line where Rainier is like, well, when I'm queen, I will, you know, I'll, Change I'll, rules, I'll blow yeah. all this shit up and we'll start sort of Break a new structure. Wheel. And, yep. and I just love that you're seeing an older version of herself. Like, she's just looking at an older version of herself. Uh, Rainier is and seeing like, no, this person's kind of like here to keep you in check and make you realize like, No, things are going to stay the same for a long time and you're going to constantly be beat down no matter what because you're a woman in this world and you are thought you're lesser than all of the males. You're lesser than all of these strong father figures that are going to keep on doing this. Keep with the status quo, you know,
0: I do think that like. uh, The the aunt is meant to be like, oh, this is what it looks like to like fail and just not be given everything where Rhaenyra like she like we already see she's going out and making things happen she's like this is a good plan of action we should take the dragons over there as a show of force and tell Damon like give us back the egg and stop being an idiot and he's like no no we can't do that go go pick a, a knight and then she goes and does it and it works so I think that like she has more like sense of like I need to make things happen.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting too is uh, from the trailers, we know that there's a time jump and we also know that he got the stab from that. The, 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 there was that wound that he had. Yeah, so I wonder if maggots. like, if he's going to die at some point uh-huh. and like him, like die from not being killed, but die just from stupid ass reasons. Yeah. Like almost like a Baratheon type thing. They said rot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, I wonder if that's going to be the, the kind of plot of, you know, him telling Rhaenyra, like, even if I have a kid, like, you're still going to be uh, queen. But then it's like, well, if he's dead, that word means nothing anyways. And so
0: then uh, I wonder th- if that's I mean,
1: going to turn into the turmoil. That's not,
0: that not, that's not necessarily true. Like, a, a king does get to choose a successor. Like, that's how he became king, right? The old, his grandfather had no living heirs and chose between the the aunt and him uh so like if he like right now she is in line to be king so if he has kids and then it dies without switching the succession i'm pretty sure she is still next in line to to, to be the king um, uh there's just uh, again yeah. we're
2: only in episode 2 but i know it's just yeah. it's, <laughs> it's good but,
0: yeah but ju- but just the amount
2: of of intrigue there is where you don't there's certain sections of these relationships that you can easily forget about because we've seen these conversations that Corliss has and like him and and his wife kind of courting him and being like, hey, what about our daughter? You know, like, we'll keep that Valyria, uh, that blood strong, whatever, pure Valyrian blood, you know? And then we see the decisions finally made and he selects Alicent. And you're like, damn, Corlys ain't gonna be happy about that. And then you remember that... Rainier and Alicent seem to somewhat have like a little bit of relationship happening there, right? Like i I feel like there was a tiny bit of of romance there in the beginning of that uh, of those Absolutely. episodes, yeah, 100%. and and that's like an element that I can easily forget about because I am so focused on the bigger relationships with Corlys and and because that sort of felt like the big anchor for this episode. And then the camera turns to Rainier, and you're like, oh my God, she's going to be pissed about this too. Like, Holy shit, we just saw a relationship, we just saw a, a conversation, rather, between Viserys and his daughter, Rhaenyra, and them kind of being like, all right, let's talk about this. We need to kind of come clean, and, you know, we haven't had the best relationship. We've had some issues. Mm-hmm. I We understand that mom died, and I'm we haven't have talked about married. it a whole lot. And, yeah, yeah we're going to have to redo this, and she's like, you know what? I understand, father. I understand that's the way things have to be. And you think that everything's all bright and chippy, and then fucking Viserys has to like say that he's gonna make this girl his queen. Like, holy shit, dude. It's just adding another. I, it, I don't know. I think it's just part of like the, uh, that gossip, the cheese man, which is like what Mexicans call it. Mm. I just, it's all the cheese man. I just love sort of all the little bullshit happening behind the scenes
1: dude it's it's so good that scene between her and her dad I thought was really powerful and really good for both of their characters where it they're fleshed out and it's like they don't only do good or bad things there is always kind of like a middle ground and you can see with Viserys the intent is right right like he's not trying to do weird shit or be a bad guy I also like that it doesn't seem like he is like in love with this girl right which I think could was uh a potential thread that they would go down and maybe it starts to to go that way eventually and i don't necessarily even think that that would be the worst thing if he falls in love with her legitimately because Wait, you're talking about hang allison? out
0: yeah oh i i really think that the, like he is in love with her i think that's why he's choosing her like strategically I, I, it doesn't make any sense for him to choose allison to get married to i think, I think this is a like he grew on she grew on him because they've been hanging out for Six months, maybe even yeah, maybe even longer because like we don't know how long this episode, you know, takes place. How much time?
1: Well, I I I get the vibe that it's building, but it's not quite there yet. But like the building blocks are there, and yeah, she is his confidant. Mm -hmm. Like she is there with him, talking to him, and like she he enjoys the talks and all that stuff. And I think that that started as him seeing her as his daughter's friend, and like now it's obviously it's it's turning into something more. But I feel like that. It, I feel like him making this choice started as him thinking it's the right choice for his daughter. But
0: I don't, I, I don't, I don't I didn't see that. Yeah, we gotta like,
2: cancel him, dude. Yeah. He's too young. We gotta cancel him. Oh, well, I <laughs> mean, it's so
0: fucked up. Just, um, like
2: I, I had all this kind of spoiled for me by the way, because it was a TikTok that somebody used the auto or the audio of um from Rick and Morty where she's like, "Look at your dad." Oh, collecting yeah, those things like your yeah, dad, you bees. know, I want to yeah. fuck your dad. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. And like somebody like said that this was uh, Viserys and Allison. And I was like, God damn it, I had that spoiled for me. Um, but yeah, I do think that he looks at her as kind of like. It turned I think it's turning from the best of this bad situation to. You seem like the most sensible choice. Even though, like, I, I don't know, I don't think
0: this character even looks I, at the I age mean, as an issue. I don't yeah. like. I mean, they they definitely didn't back then. Like, yeah, you know, they would want to take a younger wife so that like they could have a bunch of attempts at kids, right? Oh my gosh, just, I'm just having like
2: flashbacks to that moment of him walking down the garden with um Corliss's daughter. Oh yeah, and like when that they cut to the her and like how young mind. she looks, I just like just had that visceral like oh god dude he does not want to be here this sucks so bad dude and
0: it was like what oh so your dad told you to say that what did your mom tell you and she's like you won't bed uh-huh. me until I'm like 14 and it's like oh dear god
1: just two years just two yeah. years from where she's at god okay, yeah, this awful. is like such a, a random tangent but that scene of them walking in that garden where he where she the white hair next mm-hmm. to him so small did it remind you of code gias Later season, yeah, where yeah, yeah, definitely. VV guy walking with it. I was like, this looks exactly like it. So funny, uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. But going back to what I was saying about the uh Allison and the relationship between the dad and uh Rhaenyra, like the the buildup between Rhaenyra and her dad, and that conversation they had, leading directly into her him choosing Allison as his wife. That being kind of the end of Rhaenyra. the episode. Rhaenyra, what? Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra? the daughter, right? Yes. What i say reneris oh uh so going back to um the conversation that renera and uh allison were having uh with the candles around them Mm -hmm. like that whole scene to me was like so tense and good because it's like you see allison is starting to play the game like she's Mm -hmm, not innocent anymore mm -hmm. like she she is in it and she is starting to play her friend and i was like Damn, this is that Game of Thrones shit, baby.
2: Yeah. I love it. Now, now, did we have any sequences between Allison and Otto that in this episode, like, I don't recall. I recall there, in episode there was, one there that was conversation this, they had.
0: There was a scene where he was like, go and hang out with him tonight.
2: That's and right, she's like, was I'll,
0: I'll do what my dad wants.
2: Oh, man. Yeah this show dude it's good it's good they got it They just they think of all sorts of different ways to kind of again i think the best thing about game of thrones is everybody's a bad guy until they're not and sure they can still remain villains but getting time with them suddenly you start to empathize a bit more with them even though you know that they're still they still may be the villain and i think that that I think that's just a testament of good character building like that. That's what we fell in love with. And that's what I fell in love with in in Game of Thrones. And to kind of continue that. Now, the one thing I'm worried about is whatever this time jump's going to be. I don't I'm I'm curious about it. I don't know if I love it uh, without seeing it yet. Like, I think if mm. um, I I think I guess we have to see it and see exactly what it does to these characters and what the purpose of it is for. But I am kind of worried about it and how it may... I I just don't know what to think of it yet, you know? I know that it's coming. I see the casting. I see what these characters look like in the future. And I don't know if it's something that I'm super into, of seeing them, like, dealing with the future and how quickly do we get rid of... Or how quickly are we running by these earlier issues? Like, does it seem like these... Earlier encounters uh, with certain political enemies or whatever—does it seem like those might fade away? And now we're dealing with new issues in the future. Are those going to be long-standing issues? Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of at that point where it feels like all of this may just be the smaller drama, and we may be getting into some bigger stuff in the future.
0: Mm. I I think that's uh, really interesting. I feel like the end of the first episode. I I we watched that little directoral uh, talk. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about it like it was going to be happening way more frequently. But it's starting to feel like there is going to be one big jump at some point. That like, And I, I, I don't think we're going to go back ever. And it, that makes me curious for, like, further seasons of, like, are we just going to jump to them being older and then just stay there forever? Now, go
2: ahead. I don't know how accurate IMDb is, but it looks like, it's not. The younger and older versions of them are, are on for a lot of episodes. I think that that means, they just yeah.
0: default as 10, like all the full okay. season, because yeah. they don't know <laughs> until afterwards.
2: Well, because one, well, one of the characters is not defaulted as 10. That's the only reason why I'm saying that.
0: Like it could, well, maybe. Is that a dead character? So no. One of the characters like is,
2: is older Allison saying that she's only on for eight.
0: Interesting. And we do know, I mean, it seems like it's going to start in the next episode from the little teaser. Um, I, yeah, so I just don't know if I like
2: the initial thought of it. Like, what are you all thinking could be... Like, what do you all think the, the purpose of it is for? And do you think it's a good idea or not? Because I do feel like maybe I'm going to get a little less interested in what's happening right now because it doesn't seem like maybe it doesn't service a bigger part of the story.
0: I mean without knowing much I imagine that the t- like and this is totally a guess I imagine the time jump is like hey from the trailer it looks like um Allison is pregnant and maybe do we have like the death of of her father or something where it's like suddenly her role becomes more pivotal and important
1: Yeah I, I imagine I don't know much. Legitimately, most of what I'm basing this off is the little teaser we got last night, and then the one shot in the first trailer where we saw Olivia Cook, who's the girl from uh, Ready Player One and Thoroughbreds, who is the older Allison, where she's running with the dagger from the original series that killed the Night King. Well, that's her dad. Yeah, exactly. Which we even saw last episode, right? And um, She uh, doesn't look much older than Allison, not too much, so I imagine the time jump's not going to be like 10 years or something i think it might just be like two or three or something like yeah. that and uh i think that that potentially like that could kind of help things where we don't need to see a lot of the goings-on the next couple of years because they are just kind of like building up because we see dragonstone right and like we see where dragonstone's at and it's super cool to see it compared to how it was in the last yeah. couple seasons though we're so beaten down and shitty and here it's like kind of dope and like like filled Dude, out a
2: lot more that massive long shot tim where they're just like oh, little God. tiny specks walking Ah, oh, what a what a good it shot was great was. and i i kind
1: of feel like they might use the time jump to get through a lot of the stuff that we don't need to see the seahorse building an army we don't need to see all this stuff it's kind of like we get it they're, they're going to do that stuff and now it's more like let's get to the political incru- intrigue of the factions okay. and how they're actually going to play against each other um as opposed to just a lot more of this like damon's just off here building something and they all know he is you know uh but we'll we'll see i i have faith i have faith so far that they're gonna give us uh stuff something
2: that's worthwhile one more thing to throw in uh shout out to sonoya mizuno who plays mizaria mm. uh, Hell yeah, sonoya, dude. sonoya mizuno um is from uh she's from the uh gosh a movie with oscar isaac with the robot uh ex machina uh-huh. And she's also in, in Devs, which is, was one of my favorite TV shows that came out in 2020, the start of the pandemic. Watch Devs on Hulu. She's fantastic in it. But all of that little back and forth that happened on Dragonstone between her and Damon, I think is so damn interesting because um, not only from a lore perspective, like I think we heard a bit of that in Game of Thrones when they talked about putting the egg next to the baby oh, yeah. and like that creates this bond. That's such like, a cool concept to me. Yeah. But the idea Why that... I- the idea that people think that she's pregnant already, right? And that well, he lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, the, the fact that she's throwing all that shit out there, or he's throwing all that shit out there, and he gets back to her, and she's like, why are you saying all this shit? And don't you think that, like, yeah, when they come for you, when they come to burn all this place down, they're not going to kill you, but what about, like, the whore wife? What are they going to do to me? I don't know, that's just another element they're throwing out there is, like, Something to keep your eye on. Something to worry about in the future. And I love it
1: because, you know, we have the knowledge of the last eight seasons of this show. And it's like, we know the way that whores are treated. And we know the way that whores can rise to power and kind of become... Uh, like have power enough to manipulate situations to cause real fucking damage like remember the whole Tyrion situation at, with his dad and all that like that got messy right mm-hmm. and so when you look at uh, this he's a, a, an understated uh, way it, to put it totally totally uh, but I love it I love that they're immediately jumping into it where we get this girl that in episode one is, is she's a whore in the brothel and then episode two she's coming in with the dopest outfit I've seen on the show yet with this damn dress with the cutout shoulders I'm like fuck yeah dude you look awesome and it's like i love that the the show can like it plays with the power scales in a really interesting way and i was saying this earlier but like the costume design backs up where the characters are supposed to be so well and you have this understanding of their power and like you see damon with his fucking ridiculous ass dragon armor and shit and it's just like yeah you get who, who this guy is you get the vibe um and that conversation that he has with her then it's just i loved that no matter how badass he looks i feel like she's kind of she just wearing the costume has more power having the confidence to talk to him and be like you're fucking lying and i'm the one that's going to get hurt from this it's like i love that i love that like we're thrown into that type of uh upgrade so quickly for a character that could have just been totally a write-off
0: mm-hmm. that's yeah it's really interesting because i like i i have two critiques of this episode and one of them was Miser- M- miseria just the the way she like r- like did her lines felt very like to me felt very like forceful and like sh- like there was parts of the speech that were very like robotic and kind of just getting them out there were parts that were good but it was uh, like hard to disconnect um the those moments of acting and then the other one is when we see that dragonstone as this cool enormous like that jaunt, like that that long long road leading to it where it's like ah oh, we've seen dragonstone before and like they never showed off this it's just you know this is what happens when you're doing a prequel and i like that like, we saw the castle cuz we've never seen it from a distance like we've we've seen that inside shot many times um and and it's cool to see it like a little prettier and more maintained but yeah that long shot where it's like all right we get it, it this island's like a bigger deal than it was you know yeah but yeah I, I get the vibe, and I don't know any of the lore of this shit, but I get
1: the
2: vibe that it, it gets destroyed over time,
0: and that, uh, that's why it's
1: not there in the future.
0: I I, feel,
2: no, I get I, the vibe that that it gets, like, it's not maintained for a while. Like, not that it necessarily gets destroyed, but it's, like, they, it's just not kept after for a long I mean, time, and that's that, why it kind of just ruins.
0: That's not the case, because eventually... Well, like, people will take care of it going down, because this is the Targaryen's, like, first home in Westeros, and then when... um. What's his face? The usurper takes the the Baratheons take over. Uh Dragonstone is given to uh not Renly, his old his oldest brother.
2: Who? Oh gosh, I forget all these names. Yeah, There's no way. Stannis.
0: Stannis. Thank you.
2: Wow! Uh, holy shit! Yeah, that's nicely good. done. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got <laughs> <Candace's> COVID. <Yeah. laughs> so you have to imagine like like
0: he, like he's still maintaining it. It just. We're seeing, like, I guess another side of it that we had never seen because we've seen people land in, the, in the, like, the beach, which we kind of saw it look like a similar beach, and then be in the house. But we just never saw the, like, 15-mile-long road and, like, the clouds leading the, up to the it. The long bridge? We, we, we saw, saw the bridge. Denaris we saw and John on the bridge. We, we saw them walking down, like, a cliffside, which might have been, like, tw- the end of that that – I don't. I don't remember a bridge a hundred percent. I remember.
2: I definitely remember a bridge, flurry. and it's, but it wasn't that long, in, right? Especially in this sequence when we get when we're kind of introduced to it, Tim. I'm like, hell yeah! Put as much fog as you can because, like, we don't got the yep. budget to make this look real good. <laughs> so, it? like, let's just cover a shitload of it in fog right now. I like the way it looked. I, I, know, I thought it man. looked really cool. Yeah i thought they put the fog just so the fucking dragon could fly through it yeah,
0: they're like the budget is moment.
1: we have the budget to go fucking have a cool swoopy dragon let's go uh i loved the the line with the with the, what's his name damon and um seahorse guy uh at the end when he says i will speak of my brother as i wish you will not love All that, that. Fuck, yeah, fuck that yeah good. dude yeah. that's so yeah. sick man yeah. and as i was watching this episode i was like thinking about how much I fucking love Game of Thrones, how much they're nailing it. And like, it kept reminding me of like a lot of the good memories, especially because we see so many locations that we know, like the, the amount of just times we're like, Oh fuck. I think that's the place from this or that's the place from that. And it's just like, it's satisfying. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it just reminded me like, God, Joffrey was a little fuck. You know what I mean? Like, Joffrey was, like, such a good bad guy. And I just love that, like, so far the show doesn't have a Joffrey, but I don't think it really needs one because we kind of have enough, like, interesting things going on. But I was thinking about Tyrion, where I was like, God, Tyrion was such an X-Factor to that original show. And, like, you know, there was that cast of uh, the the Master of Whispers and all that, where it's like, I wonder if this show is going to get there. And I'm not mad at it for not being here in episode two. That's okay. Uh, But I do wonder if we're going to get kind of a supporting cast that kind of Adds uh different dimensions to this that aren't just the political side, but are also kind of like lines like the "I'll speak of my brother as I wish," which is there's a little bit more flavor to it than the kind of just back and forth.
2: Yeah, because I I do think that I do think that Tyrion and um uh the the bird who has birds Varys. master whispers yeah Varys there you go I think Tyrion and Varys were kind of a a faction unto their own. And that is an element that I am missing um, because it wasn't always just good and bad. There was definitely some moments of humor and it it always felt like the writing was so good and humorous at the same time. And they found a way to kind of be playful with it. And that is an element that I'm missing uh, so far because right now we're getting what we think is good and what we think is bad and what we think is like maybe in a bit of a gray area, but which side are they leaning towards and for what reason? But I'm still waiting for um, not comic relief, but maybe the side that is just kind of watching fun. all this, like the audience is, you know? Mm. Yeah.
0: The big thing I'm curious about is like, I, I feel like at like when it was revealed, in Game of Thrones that Littlefinger had basically put everything in motion. To me, like, that was a huge moment. And it kind of has primed me for uh, <laughs> for things of, like, it, it's gotten my mind in that place where I'm like, all right. Who's behind this? Exactly. Like, who's behind this? Because, like, what? The, the queen died. Well, I dies. thought it was Otto.
2: Based on episode one, I was like, Otto's going to be the Littlefinger
0: here. I, I, I also think it's Otto. Uh, but, like, do you guys think that, like, somebody – like, killed the queen? Well, my
1: thing is, so far, it is Otto, right? Like, I feel like they're not even trying to hide that. Like, they, they're they telling the camera, it, it's Otto. Otto's playing the situation with his daughter yeah. and all of that but stuff that's, all then, But
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, do we think that Otto, like, not just playing the situation, also, like, plan and made moves to make things happen? Like, because so like, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: It's very interesting, Kev, because who was it that declared
0: that the child was in breach? Uh, I think that was the Maester. It was the Maester, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is but interesting collusion. That, like, if,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, and like, I, like that would they, they, you're bringing up an interesting point, Cam, of like thinking, how do we play the game while it tries to play us? You know, because well,
0: Otto <laughs> has also been the one that's keep pushing Damon away, and we had that moment where um, Viserys is like, "Bro, you told me he's not good for this role." So we put him in this role. you told me he wasn't good, you know what I mean So like he keeps trying to discredit him to like keep him from being the heir and like it was him right that was like, maybe we should make your daughter the heir. I don't
2: know well I don't it's I just also just think, I also just think that he's never really liked Damon to begin with and I think it, I think it'd be one thing if Damon truly was like a good and decent person and all of these things were happening around Otto. And Otto was making all these suggestions. And all of what they showed of Damon so far was like him to be a good guy and make right decisions. Because I think it'd be a bit more obvious then. But I think that when the, I think when the showrunners have Damon gather the gold cloaks together and fuck the whole city up and like all these criminals and we're going to clean house, but really like in a kind of really evil and vile and corrupt sort of way. I don't think that uh, I think it gives him, it gives the audience an understanding that like, oh, Otto's doing this for a reason because it. Damon is clearly like an unhinged, not super balanced character. Um, I think if they made it a bit more obvious that Damon was a better person then maybe i'd be thinking "Ooh, maybe Otto's kind of just playing this and you're right you know it is kind of messed up that Otto doesn't want damon working anywhere because he's such a good guy why wouldn't he but he's not such a good guy <laughs> like i think we've seen reason to not trust him so far mm. i mean is there a chance that it is
1: one of those things that's so fucking obvious that it couldn't actually be that damon is behind it all did Damon is he the one colluding with the Maester or something and killing I mean, the wife I, and all yeah, that?
0: I don't. I don't like. I get the feeling that Damon's like, "Hey, man, God wants me to be king. That's why he can't have any any heirs." You know what I mean? He kind of just believes that like things are going the way they're supposed to be going, and now that people are stepping in and being like the Seahorses, being like, "We got to make things happen." Um, I think there's going to be a change. So I don't think that like at the start of this he would have been motivated to do that. You know, I I think Otto is the easy one. Is there any chance? No. because yeah, like Rhaenyra getting, becoming the the princess, Air. yeah, the heir. Like that's unexpected. So who pushed for that? Was that Otto or?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I imagine that was just for Sarahs, right? Like that was a dad yeah. decision. And now just everyone has to deal with it around it. Like, uh, that's the, like, the X factor to it. But the one person we haven't talked about the entire episode that is clearly going to be a big deal in this show is the Dorn guy, Jonathan Dornbush.
0: Oh, Cole.
2: Dornbush, yeah. Yeah. Vincent, Vincent Cole, Cole, right? <laughs> uh, Clifton Cri- or... Kristen. Cl- Kristen. Kristen Cole. Kristen. Yeah. Yeah, Sir they thought Kristen his name was Crispin. so he, he was he's... like... Maybe... Maybe you remember the time I knocked you off your horse, bitch. And love that. Like, yeah. Yeah, Fuck it. love <laughs> that. But he's clearly going to be a, a
1: big factor in this in in some way. I don't know whether he ends up being with Renera or just is like kind of a factor in in other ways. But I did like that uh, he was knighted by the Dondarrion, which is the the dude with the um, eye patch that would like Beric Dondarrion would bring himself the guy with oh, the, the dark yeah. magic that would like bring people back from the dead mm-hmm. or whatever. His the, relative. Like- the knighted, Robin Hood, Christian. the
0: Robin Hood Club.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the Robin Hood Club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, they, 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 it was Robin Hood. <laughs> you're yeah. right, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But what do you think, what's going to happen with him?
2: Uh, I, I, I mean... I couldn't even say right now. Oh, I, I, mean, I,
0: no, okay, I do I'm think sorry.
2: he's a romantic interest, and I do think that he will sort of... Um, you know, maybe we find out he is related to somebody closer after all. And that's why he was kind of uh, being pushed to be like, I don't know. I think it's so confusing because it there were so many other people that she could have chosen, but she chose him. And yeah, it's because he has battle the experience yeah. or whatever. But I, it also just seemed like there was a little bit of flirtation between them at that tournament. Um, I, I couldn't even speculate right now as to why he's there and what role he's going to play but i do think that he will become somewhat of a a romantic interest to rain yeah
0: i i definitely think he'll become a romantic interest and like that's going to be important he's from dorne right yeah yeah so uh like i think that it is possible that like we might find out that like oh you know a marriage there would be very strategic. Like the remember, Dorne is not part of this. Uh, the the Seven, seven kingdoms. kingdoms. Yeah, S- till way later in in this timeline. So like, I think that like uniting that house might be something that they're interested in. Although I guess we would know already. Um, yeah. hmm. But I like I do think that he's going to be a pivotal character. That's just going to be like her like second or her number one bodyguard essentially and close by. Always, Um, so I do think it's a character we're going to see a lot of. He's going to become
2: like the the sexy old man. What was his name? Oh wait, (laughs) now Jorah,
1: Jorah,
0: Jorah Mormont. Mormont, Yeah, Yeah, no, who
1: was the other guy? The sexy guy that ended up getting a new actor. Oh, Um, that was was,
0: uh, wasn't it Don Darian? Yeah, Don Darius, something like that. That's this fucking show, man. I know everyone's the same. Well, they got four names, Tim. But, but wait, really? What the yeah,
2: hell? Don Dondarian. No, never mind. Dondarian was a Robin Hood guy with the fucking oh, eye yeah. patch. Um, yeah. he's the guy oh, my knighted, gosh. His family knighted Kristen. Dario
1: Naharis. Dario Naharis. You, Dario,
2: yes. Dario yes. Naharis. Yeah, he's Our the one boy. who was like, in season one, he was the bad guy from Daredevil 1, or duh, Deadpool 1, the movie. Yes. I Remember that recast? guy, Kevin?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And then you got, got recast, recast
2: into yeah. this other dude uh, with the dark did, hair. I didn't too, like as much. Too sexy, man. Yeah. Too sexy, baby. Well, let us know in the comments Love below this.
1: which sexy man you preferred uh and what you're thinking what are your theories how right or wrong do you think we are about all the various things that we said on this episode various various various. who the hell knows
2: um we'll be back <laughs> I do that there's a lot of lore out there right now because like i know yeah, be, it careful, fucking be careful sucks. Yeah. stay
1: out of that shit uh, don't do yeah. it don't do it uh but anyways uh we'll be back next week with more game of thrones Hot D, and later this week, Andy Cortez will be hosting Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power with Elise Willems and Lucy James. That is extremely exciting. Somewhere sandwiched in between there. We're doing a little She-Hulk, so check that out, She-Hulk episode three. But until next week, I love you all. Goodbye.